listening to A Quiet Mind. A Quiet Mind is brought to you in part by listeners like you. If you like what you hear, consider donating today by visiting aquietmind.com forward slash donate. Well, here we are again. Another Quiet Mind podcast. I'm very happy to be here and happy to report these latest musings or findings on a subject that we've touched on often in earlier podcasts. And that subject is peace, peace of mind, well-being. When you get right down to it, I think that that is one thing that is universal that everyone wants to experience peace in their life. We don't seek out to suffer. We don't want things to be miserable or difficult. They are. And sometimes it's lesser or greater. Sometimes the suffering is more intense. And then sometimes there is no suffering, and there is peace, joy, and happiness. And when this occurs, we don't want it to end. I think it's a very rare person that feels the same way about pain or loss or suffering. We usually want that to end. And I think that it may be a main goal or a gaining idea, or even the impetus to start out on a quote-unquote spiritual path, that that goal or gaining idea would be, I want more peace in my life. Now, I'm not saying that this is a bad idea, and it definitely is one of the things that I had always expected to experience. I expected that there would be this grand moment where suddenly I knew everything. Suddenly everything was clear. And in that moment of clarity and understanding and awakening and enlightenment, that the residual effect would be that I would be forevermore at peace with everything, no matter what the circumstance. And we do have that as a goal in most cases when we are on this path of no path, where we are integrating meditation into our life on a daily basis or as often as we can there is a gaining idea there there is a gaining idea there there is a hope that someday we're going to reach that great state of enlightenment <laughs> where everything changes nothing is the same and forevermore we are calm cool collected happy 
joyous, or maybe even completely blissed out. We're at one with everything in the world. We understand our true self. We have grasped the true essence. We know the secrets of the universe. We're whole. We're complete. We're finally one with all. And when that happens, we're going to be at peace. Well, what if we were to imagine that peace was not obtainable? That we can't, we could never get peace. We'll never have peace. We will never have an unending flow of a complete, whole, peaceful state that is continuous. That we're always in, you know, samadhi. We're always completely at ease, regardless of what's happening. Is that a realistic goal? This is just something for us to look at. How can we obtain peace? How can we get it? Are we just going to one day wake up and be at peace because of all the practice that we've done? Are we somehow going to reach some state of awakening where a bell goes off or we hear you know, some sound or somebody says something to us like they always say in the Zen stories and we're suddenly awakened, the bottom drops out of the bucket and wham, we've got it. And from, from now on, we're at, we're at peace. The reason I'm bringing all this up is because I do have a bit of an understanding of this. Not only do I have uh, an understanding of this because at one time this was a goal that I set for myself. This was something that I wanted. I saw that I was not at peace with the world, with what was going on in my life. And I saw that other people were not at peace. So I had a goal. Well, how do I become peaceful? Because once I become peaceful, then I'll be happy. How could I not be happy if I am peaceful? And I observed, I looked around, and I saw that there were gurus and teachers out there that seemed to be completely at peace and happy, uh, joyous, at one with the universe. And in this state of oneness, there was a calm, there was a ease, there was a resonance and harmonizing with the moment, regardless of what that moment was projecting onto this field of all possibilities. Thank you, Mr. Dog. Um, that being said, uh, the search for places of peace has been a big one of mine. Never really being able to find that perfect place where there was stillness and quiet that I would be able to harmonize with, therefore being able to create a sense of peace and then somehow have that be permanent. So that brings up quite a few things. One of them is, what is peace? What is your interpretation of peace? How can we have an interpretation of it? How can anything ever be constant? Things are impermanent. Things are constantly changing. One moment it's silent, one moment it's loud and filled full of noise. One moment you're feeling blissful, connected, 
harmonizing with the whole. The next moment you are stuck in traffic and you've just taken the wrong turn and you have a flat tire and the police have pulled you over. How do you harmonize with that moment? Isn't that acting? I can't be happy in that situation or peaceful. Or is it because I haven't reached that state yet of continuous non, you know, dual awareness of this perfect samadhi or peace that no matter what happens, I have a blissful smile plastered across my face and I'm floating with the angels. No, I still think that maybe you might be upset if you had uh, taken a wrong turn, were caught in traffic, had a flat tire, and were pulled over by the police. And who in that moment is reacting? Now this is where we're going to get to something interesting. The, the marrow of this, <laughs> if you will. The one who seeks peace doesn't exist. The one who is looking for enlightenment, wholeness, oneness with the universe, an experience of everlasting beautitude, quiet and calm, and, and utter ecstasy and bliss, that one that seeks this doesn't exist. It's an idea. The self-identification is nothing but a cumulative collection of thoughts. So if we are looking to give that peace, this construct of the mind, if we're, if it has an objective to be able to experience constant peace for itself, how could that ever be possible? Another thing to throw into the mix is this. How can we obtain something that we already have? So I'm saying we, in quotes, already are peace. We already have that. The mind or the constructed, socially conditioned ball of thought believes that it is not a peace. It is also the one that's seeking to have that constant flow of peace. Who says we're not at peace now? Who or, who or what says, I am not at peace? Who or what is agitated by the present circumstance? Present circumstance may be at the dentist, or at work, or stuck in traffic. Present observer of that circumstance being the conditioned self in an observation saying I don't like this or this is not peaceful who is that? who or what 
is saying I like, I dislike. And once again, saying me doesn't count. If we ask this question in a very serious manner, expecting a very complete and serious answer to the question, who or what is in aversion to this circumstance, this thing that's in front of us? This might stop the old mind right in its tracks. We're, we're not really looking for an answer. Can we bring that questioning mind to a halt? And once the questioning mind is brought to a halt, what happens? We can observe that in any moment, whatever's happening is what it is. I'm not talking about creating a detachment from a circumstance. It, we must feel what we feel, but I'm saying, ask, who is feeling this? Who or what is feeling an aversion to this moment? Who or what is seeking a continuous flow of peace or oneness with the universe. Who is looking for that? These are very interesting questions. Like I said, you may not get an answer, and that may be a good thing. Who is looking for peace? Who wants peace? And do we already possess that which we are seeking? When we stop looking for peace with that which wants peace, we can see that we already obtain that which we have. We don't go around looking for our own heads. They're attached. We have them. What happens if we stop looking for it? What happens if we stop expecting that there will be an outcome to this search of understanding oneness and obtaining a peaceful state? What if we stop looking for a quiet mind? What happens when we stop? and not in a collapsed way. When you have the time, make the time if you have to, to just sit and be with what is. When you sit down to meditate, don't try to meditate. Don't try to quiet your mind. Don't try to look for peace. Don't try anything. Just sit there and be with what is. An invitation to discover self with the capital S. An invitation to drop away 
the desire to distract. Just be. Sit. Don't try to change anything. Don't try to be anything that you're not. Understand that that which is seeking is just mind. It's just thought. When you sit and when you observe this, in your moment of just being with what is, accept that this mind may never stop. But there is one who is sitting, just sitting, quietly, fully aware, content, and at peace. Get a glimpse of this for yourself. Get a glimpse of that peace that is already there that needs nothing. Once you see this for yourself, a long journey will come to an end. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any comments, please write to me, robert at aquietmind.com. I have a bit of a backload of emails that I'm working on getting to, I do apologize for not getting to those sooner, and I I have also noticed that some of uh, my emails are getting in people's spam boxes, so be sure to check there, because I do write back. Don't forget to stop by aquietmind.com and comment on anything that you've heard here. Your comments are welcome. And the website is there for you to be able to express how you feel about these concepts. Thanks again. Thank you.